0: it's found the outdoor parent podcast hi it's jelaine your host of the outdoor parent podcast we are continuing our backyard ice rink series with part one of our group interview i invited three ice rink enthusiasts from the facebook page backyard ice rinks to share their experiences and to get a wide range of stories and knowledge let's get rolling with it
1: Uh, My name is Andrea Burkle. Um, I live in the seacoast part of New Hampshire. So it's just like an hour north of Boston, but near where UNH is, the the university here. Um, And the people that use the rink are myself and my husband and our three kids who are 9, 11, and 18. So yeah, that's pretty much who uses the rink. But um, none of us were skaters. Uh, and I guess this is probably a question for later, but we we were none of us were skaters before we started this project, so it's been
0: okay. How long ago did you start, or when did you start? We started it
1: like so. This is our second year. So we won't, we last winter was our first okay. year building a rink, um, and it was during the pandemic. It was when kids were all remote and we were all home all the time and we were just trying to think of what we can do um, that's not inside on devices all the time. So, um,
0: yeah. I, I gotta, feel that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, all right, and then Steve, why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Um, hello, my name is Steve Paler. I'm from North Grafton, Massachusetts. We have a rink at our house uh, named after our last names, which is Palcone Arena. It is a 40 by 80. We have thousands of people that come through our door each year. I am the admin of the Backyard Ice Rings group on Facebook. Um, We have five children between um, my wife and I. We have three grandchildren that are just starting now to skate. Uh, We're in a neighborhood where we have 70 children That are in our neighborhood Uh, it's a newer development so they've come in as the years have gone on and we've gotten many of those people to uh, basically take up skating ice skating figure skating hockey Um, we have about 250 loan repair skates so that anyone is welcome to come without uh, equipment and see if they like or want to try skating, um, so it's a it's a good community type of um, setting that we have. We're, our doors are always open. Uh, we have many people that have, again, have never had uh, an experience with the skating, and you know, maybe afraid to try or have never had the opportunity to try, and they've been able to come here and and uh, and test their skills. Um we've been doing this so I've skated for I've always had a rink my whole life. I've learned how to skate when I was two years old. Um went through hockey programs, went through high level stuff. Um always an outdoor rink uh on ponds. We started with we basically started with it at this at this particular home a a nice rink setup which is you're pretty much run-of-the-mill common type of setup. Uh, And then we've improved it from there. We were able to improve that setup and build our own boards. And we won the Warrior Backyard Rink Contest Mm -hmm. in uh, 2014. We have made this rink better each and each year. Um, We... We actually do have a real Zamboni, although they are not practical for the backyard rink, just so you know. Um, hmm. and now we have upgraded to a chiller system so that we have guaranteed ice. Um, basically from November to March. There there's so there's so many different things to know about a backyard rink, it's one hour would never would never cover it. And whatever you try and work, uh you know, whatever works, you, you just do and you learn and move on and try to learn from the best of your experiences.
3: Uh, my name is Frank Ovid. Uh I'm from Queensbury, New York, which is in upstate New York um, in the Adirondack Mountains, Lake George region. Um, and I've been building a backyard rink for about six years now. Two kids, I have an 11 year old and a 13 year old. Both of them play uh, travel hockey. They've played travel hockey since they were, I believe, six and five.
0: All right. So what was the main reason all of you guys built the rink? Uh, Did you, I mean, like the hockey makes sense, but was there a specific thing that spurred you on to take the jump into backyard ice rinks?
3: So the reason I started building a backyard rink is honestly, um i watched a, a short video i don't know if anybody maybe the, you guys have seen it but it, have you ever seen the um the short the the series uh pond hockey you ever seen? ever seen anybody ever seen that yes i have not but so, i'll have to look that up yes <laughs> so, so, no it's very it up, good yes look look it up and 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 definitely watch it it's, it's not long it's short i actually watched it on a flight Um, for work. So it was kind of a a, a weird situation, but I was on a flight for work and I watched it. Um, I downloaded it on my iPad, just happened to watch it. And the one thing I took away from the entire thing, you know, was the fact that kids, you know, especially kids that play hockey or figure skate or whatever sport they're into, it's all about structured practice at practice, right? So you have structure 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 drills stations drills skating shooting you know what have you well you know honestly when do they ever get to be kids right
2: Mm. and just
3: go out and skate on the backyard and mess around and not have to worry about you know the whistle being blown or being in a line or being where they're supposed to be on the ice just letting them actually go out there and and have fun and be kids
2: and they make Um, the rules
3: Exactly. Yes, and, and, and they make up the
2: games. Yep.
3: Yep, and to be completely honest with you, my kids both have developed leaps and bounds just by having that freedom to go out and just do whatever they wanted without having to deal with any of the coaches' stuff. Um, they try things that they would never try in a game or in a practice. Um, it's just it's just an open place for them to be to do what they want to do.
2: So I happen to be a level four coach at usa hockey i am as well i was going to go for my level five except for covid so delayed all that so my thesis for my level five um coaching was going to be we have the kids actually teach the skating here and so when you go to an actual rink you sign up for a lesson and sometimes yeah if you have a great coach maybe your kid will be able to skate around the rink a lap at the end of the you know four sessions or whatever it may be here we have found that the kids teach the kids with it we use training aids we lose basically we just use folding chairs by the end of the day it seems that they pick it up and not only do the kids teach the kids but the kids teach the adults and then again no structure so when we have a game We have a neighborhood of 70 kids. They're all, you know, 70 of them here. And we play 25 on 25, which is not conventional at all. And we put our sticks in the middle, and we have one of the kids come in and, you know, I mean, they know some of the sticks because they're, you know, green tape on them or whatever. but And they take and throw sticks side to side, and that's the teams. And then they make the games up. They make the teams up. They make the rules up. You have to bank it off the boards. You got to. They make it all up. We don't structure anything here. When it's, when it's, outdoor backyard fun. Granted, I coach here, so that's a little. You know, if someone wants to work on drills or whatever, then it's then that is structured. And to be honest, they have more fun afterwards. Yep. Just doing doing what they want to do. They want ice time. Ice time is so precious and so valuable, especially here in Massachusetts. We have a rink up the street that has, um, I, be- I believe it's it's at least 11. It might be 14. I can't remember what they stopped at. And there's other rinks in the area that have three. So you're talking about 20 rinks in the circumference of my rink at my house uh, within five miles. Yep. And they are booked solid mm-hmm. from 6 o'clock in the morning until 11 at night. Yep. And we have adults that want to play three-on-three three because we have a small – and that's the other thing, too. Small. In, at this facility, they also have smaller rinks. So the smaller rink or the backyard rink provides the opportunity for more touches. And they just learn by – doing it mm-hmm. and having fun and not, and like you say, not being structured yep. or whistled or, you know, I mean, granted, they got to keep it clean. I mean, you know, my, my, I have to say my sister is probably the worst offender cross checking her kid in the head, you know, <laughs> at 10, right. 10 years old. Right. It's like, that's, you know, come on, come on, Kay, you shouldn't be doing that. It's your kid. You know, she's like, he's got to learn the game. <laughs> it's like, no, he's out here having fun. Relax. It's not structured. Relax. So the, the less unstructured, the better they become. And we have seen the same thing. These kids that have never skated before are on select teams. Uh, they've never skated from, you know, four or five years ago, never skated before, picked up the game of hockey, and now they're on select teams. And they're like, you know what? It's way more fun here in the backyard than it is to go through practice or tryouts, you know, you know, going through all this stuff. It's, it's, it is, it's, and plus the pressure, there's no pressure here. You know, they can have fun, listen to music. We just don't allow any phones on the ice. And then the kids teach each other and they, it's a good, it's kind of like back to the eighties almost, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you didn't have that cell phone or the computer in front of you and everything you had to do was, approved by everybody it, it 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 works for us and it's it's become a a great um unifier for our neighborhood which we have a very very diverse neighborhood and all walks of life from all different backgrounds and it's it's just fun to watch them and be friends and if you're a hockey player you know that lifelong Lifelong friends are hockey players for sure. Oh, absolutely, you
3: know? and I agree one hundred percent. It just gives them the opportunity to just, just to be kids and and to have some fun and just and and just be themselves out there without having the structure. And and don't get me wrong, I'm a, I'm a level four coach as well. Um, you know, and I love structure. I love practices. I love you know difficult practices, and I love challenging the kids. But you know, I also think that you know they gain a lot from just doing. Just doing what they're doing out back.
2: Yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. They need they need that, mm-hmm. and that's the a lot of kids don't have that. I agree. And I think a lot of kids that I, I think a lot of kids at the high level that don't have that backyard rink don't have, don't progress as much as the kids that do.
3: Exactly, and I think it. it you know, it, it, you know, USA Hockey likes to talk about burnout and you know, kids, you know, getting tired of, and leaving the game of hockey. You know, I think there's something yes. to that too. Something to be said for it.
2: There is, there is totally, I, my, my sister has three kids that are, one of them I think will be at least DA, if not higher than that. Um He's the youngest out of the three. And I'm like, don't, don't let him do summer. Don't let him do, yeah. he's too young. He's only, he's only 10, you know, yep. <laughs> it's like, Absolutely. no, stop that. But he loves to come out here and play with uncle Steve oh, sure. <laughs> and scroll on Steve. That's cool. <laughs>
0: What has been your biggest mistake, biggest mistake in the backyard ice rink? And what are some common mistakes that you have seen? Oh, I mean, I'm only in year two, but I've already made so many mistakes. Um, I'd probably the
1: biggest mistake has just been not doing this earlier. Like, I just wish we had... Um, you know, we had thought of it, we had known about it and wish we had built a rink many winters ago so that, you know, my kids could have been even younger getting started on it. I look at my backyard. And I'm like, what were we doing back there? <laughs> why, weren't we, why didn't we build it earlier? Um, but I'd say the other like sort of structural mistake was probably just um, we got a little impatient last year. And as soon as the water froze a little bit, my kids were out there skating and it wasn't deep enough. So we had like you know, it was probably only like two inches deep on the high end, so there were like tiny little cuts in the in the liner. You know, it was, wasn't deep enough. So you know, you learn you learn with your mistakes. Flex tape is your friend. So I mean,
2: <laughs> tip here's a tip for flex tape in case you don't know. Um, so if you take if you have a nick in your liner and you want to repair your liner with flex tape, if you put it in water in the microwave for 30 seconds. It heats it up so the whole key with flex tape is hot not hot hot like burning hot but warm right and then you can put it in the frozen water put it over the put it over your hole and it'll stick if you don't if you don't it won't <laughs> it's really that simple if you don't it won't it'll it'll be like too, uh the, the glue doesn't get um, soft enough to bond to whatever you're trying to bond it to because flex tape will flex tape will go to anything we use it in uh, racing um, for fenders or whatever. And let me tell you, that stuff, we have to throw the fender away once we finish fix it with flex tape because it's so bounded to it. Peels the paint off. It's insane. Good stuff, but use properly, not, you know, cold, forget Anyone it.
0: Anyone else make some big mistakes?
2: So I have been through every mistake that is known to man when it comes to backyard ice rings. I've done the walking through the slush um starting to clear the snow with the slush on the bottom not finishing um, with uh so we have high boards so it's a little more so it kind of changes so if you have low boards you can use a roof rake to to pull the snow to the sides not get on it um and shovel the shovel the slush that way um bracing if you don't brace properly or if you don't, the, the main thing in, in backyard rinks is when you start, people don't realize their slope. So most yards that can look, even a tennis court can look flat, but it's six inches with slope. So basically it's it's to drain the water away from, you know, whatever structure or, or, or just get the water off because you're supposed to have, you know, two inches of pitch or over a septic system or whatever so most people don't find their slope of course it looks good and then you put up your boards and you put up a two by 12 say and you you think that's fine and then yeah now you're building boards and then you're reusing liners from last year that have skate holes in them or that liner fails and now you're putting a liner over the top or it gets really windy and you didn't clean the leaves off the top when you should have and now it's the list of mistakes are endless and i have done every single mistake at least three times which i kick myself in the ass for, for pardon my french um for doing that but it's it's true like i have found the worst way to do it and then have tried to find a better way to to improve on that and Try to pass that knowledge on to, you know, anyone that's just coming to the to the rink community. And it is definitely labor intensive. It's a labor of love. You're going to learn that you like 3 a.m. And you're going to learn that water bills are expensive, which is a big thing. Um, some people don't realize how much things cost because um, you don't think about water. Uh, there's ways to go around that uh, with not having sewer attached to it, or if you have a well, you a lot of questions come up with a well. Um, you know, can my well handle filling a, a rink or not? And what works? The biggest one is what works for me in my backyard may not work for you, even though you're a half mile away from me. It's every every situation and every backyard rink is completely different, and that's. So if you take advice from me from Massachusetts and you're in Alaska, well, i, I mean, I get the gist of it, but your situation is going to be completely different than mine. And you got to kind of—it's it, not zone—it's not zone specific, but it's technique specific, I guess slush we we there is not a backyard rinker that will not agree with slush is the worst enemy of everybody and we've all been there and done that and that's in that you know you say oh no i'm gonna i'm just gonna go out there and i'm gonna smooth it down no that's not how it works no you gotta leave it and let it freeze or get it all off it's either once you start you gotta finish if you don't do that it's just the way it's just the way it is and people don't get that and there's, there's multiple tricks around that for sure. Um, obviously t- too in depth, uh, again, it depends on the backyard, depends on the, on the depth of your rank, the whole nine yards. Um, but it's, uh, it, it can be, it's scientific in a way and then simple in another way and labor intensive and a labor of love for sure.
0: What benefits have you seen from your kids using the rink in the two years that you've been doing this?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, I mean, when we first built the rink last year, so when they were all, like I said before, it was like a pandemic and everybody was home um, all the time. We were all home all the time. Um, when we first built it and none of my kids, we didn't even have skates, like none of us mm-hmm. even owned skates. So um, it just went from like the very first time we filled it and it froze. My kids, we had, you know, we had to go buy some skates. So we went to the Play It Against Sports, found skates. Mm-hmm and like they were you know they couldn't get from one side of the rink to the other side of the rink without a stool like a kit we had like a kitchen stool out there oh that's a (laughs) good idea (laughs) yeah we kitchen stools and then we had like stuffed animals out there to just sort of like practice going around things like anything we could find i mean it was so like rudimentary but just to so that was just like last winter and now you know my kids are out there they're you know they joined hockey this year they're, you know, they're doing their crossovers. They've got skates, they've got pucks, they've got, you know, sticks. They, they just love it. They're out there before school. They're out there as soon as they get home from school. They've got their friends over. I mean, it's just been like a 180 of difference. And my daughter is pretty, um, she's not super excited about trying new things. And she's pretty timid about some things. So this has given her so much confidence yeah. uh, to be able to now skate and, and do things do you know athletic things that some of her friends are able to do um, so it's just it's it's just been such a good thing for them.
0: Oh I love that yeah, yeah. you can see the progress happening and not just like you said not just athletically but emotionally <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's like um, new new and better kids come out of <laughs> backyard Yeah, <rings. laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know I don't know when my husband and I are gonna catch up to them. <laughs> but, <laughs> well that, that, that's just an added bonus if that happens that, yeah. <laughs> um i will let's see at least here's one more what was the best piece of advice you were given when you were starting to do the ring or even now this year
1: um and i get i steve i can't thank you enough for the for the group the facebook group because you, I, you,
2: mean, you mother, I you have mother. read.
1: You know, that has been everything. I've read probably every single post in there. Um, And so there's a lot of great advice in there. I think probably the best one, there's been so many, but um, the best one is like, do the biggest rink that you can with the space that you have. Bigger is better. (laughs) Bigger is better. It really is. Line to line. (laughs) We had our septic person out here to look at, tell me where my septic is and, you know, just measuring the slope and figuring out like how big can we actually go without going into the woods or like going over a septic or like running into our house um i think that was the best advice because we just you know it's the more the more space you can have the better
0: this concludes part one of our group interview we continue the conversation with frank and steve in part two so we'll see you on the next episode